Turtles with Dogman.com with Jackson Moore from Bear Territory on the 24-7 network running the Cal site. Washington kicks off Saturday night against Cal. Revenge game for Washington and a big game for Cal after coming off a win against UC Davis. Jackson, how is it down at Cal? Oh, it's going good. Uh, first game, a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, would have liked to have seen their offense do a little bit better against UC Davis's defense, but uh, the Bear defense, of course, stepped up about as we expected. So, um, I mean, kind of the same story as it was all of 2018, and that give, makes the Golden Bear fans a little nervous going into Washington, but um, it's the same kind of recipe that allowed them to get an upset last year, too. So, uh, kind of a uh, little bit of a cautious optimism, I suppose, over here in Berkeley. Tell us the difference between the offense that you saw last year at Cal and the offense this year. Well, Chase Garber is obviously the name, the starting quarterback. Does it look any different? I know it's hard to say after one game, but are you noticing anything? Yeah, unfortunately, it looked a little bit too similar, I think, for most uh, Cal fans liking uh, Garber's. Uh, you anticipate that he's going to take a step forward this season. He got kind of thrown in there as a redshirt freshman last year and was on and off as the starter, but he's the guy right now. And I think, you know, by the time he's a junior or senior, he could be one of the better guys in the Pac-12. But for right now, you know, one of the, the lower tier starters in the conference, in my opinion. Um, but they have been focusing on getting more of the chunk plays. They got a few of them against UC Davis. Uh, they've got Nico Remigio in the slot. Uh, Crawford, who was their leading receiver, two touchdowns, 84 yards on three catches. So they got a little bit of that going. But, you know, the star of the offense was Chris Brown, who basically was the workhorse he ran 36 times for 197 yards and a touchdown and that was one of the biggest concerns for Cal last or well last year's team about the only bright spot was Patrick Laird at running back and so it looks like Cal's pretty comfortable with their running back situation right now it's encouraging Brown put up those numbers but it's discouraging they had to run a running back 36 times against an FCS program to grind out that win did he take a pounding with those 36 carries or was he running <laughs> out of bounds uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, anytime you touch the ball that many times, you're going to take some shots. Um, and, you know, there there were some other programs in Cal's shoes that had similar type games. You look at Iowa State, uh, who had Northern Iowa take them to multiple overtimes. Um, you had Minnesota playing a top-ranked South Dakota State team. That game was decided by a touchdown. It almost feels like Washington was the one outlier by really running Eastern Washington off the field field so unfortunately for Cal uh, that's the matchup they have to face this week when you take a look at the Cal offense would you you know the struggles that they've had and everybody's talking about you know Cal having a great defense but their offense struggling would you say uh, Cal's offense struggling is due to um, coaching scheme personnel where would you place a lot of the explanation of uh, Cal's offensive struggles I think it's a little bit of both I think personnel is a struggle they haven't had I mean, obviously, last year, quarterback was an issue. Um, they had flashes at times. They've kind of narrowed it down to Garbers, but he's still just a, a third-year sophomore. Um, you know, a, a solid recruit. They've got talent, but they're all really young at the quarterback position, and Garbers really has the lead on it. And he's just not quite there in terms of experience and development and all that. And the skills positions as well. You know, I, this is my first year getting into Cal, and I was just kind of surprised how – you know, undeveloped the skills positions are. Uh, they were still trying to figure out both the receiving core and the running back for the most part of fall camp. And I figured with this coaching staff, been the, being there for a couple of years, that they would have some of those positions figured out. Um, you know, especially going against a team like UC Davis, 
if you're Cal, you should have a couple guys that should be able to take off for big plays against uh, UC Davis was a top five FCS program, but they're all offense and no defense. And so I was a little surprised that the Bears don't have some guys that could have taken advantage of that matchup. Uh, I think Nico Remigio and Jeremiah Hawkins, they were two guys I think could have been utilized in that role. And it tells me that potentially the scheme is an issue that they couldn't get those two guys to, into open field. Um, but, you know, you figure Bo Baldwin with all the success he's had at Eastern Washington that at some point he'll get things figured out at Cal. But he, I mean, they got to do it quick with the guys that they have now or else he may not have the time to develop more personnel. Bo Baldwin on the hot seat? Um, you know, if the Cal offense can't get going this year, you wonder. I mean, it's really unfortunate right now that the defense is so t- good and talented, but the offense is not giving them much help. And so you know, it's still too early in the season to write them off, but I'm really concerned that they only put up 27 against a UC Davis defense that struggled against even FCS opponents last year. Give us a, um, a fan's eye view. If you're sitting on the 50-yard line in Husky Stadium, tell us what we're going to see out of the Cal offense. What does it look like? Yeah, um, you know, they they kind of spread things out, but they're also going to run the ball pretty heavily, as they showed last week. Uh, 51 carries, uh, 28 pass attempts. So that was the kind of split they went against UC Davis, and it was not like they were a, a typical FBS versus FCS game where they had – the third and fourth quarter is just a run clock or anything like that. Uh, the Bears were down 10-0 at the end of the first quarter. They were up 13-10 at halftime. They were up by one touchdown going into the fourth quarter. So what they went with was basically the game plan. Um, you know, Garbers did not complete a ton of passes, but the ones that he did complete did go for quite a bit of yards, 16 completions for 238 yards. Uh, as far as the way that they passed downfield, that was pretty efficient. Um, again, I don't know how good of a sample size that first game is, but I would expect to see probably three receivers on the field every play. Um, They've got a lot of tight end bodies, but not much in terms of experience or or go-to guys there. Another position of question, and um, it looks like Christopher Brown is going to be a big part of the offense running the ball, probably out of the shotgun more often than not. If you're going to run the ball that much, you have to have the guys up front. Uh, give us a uh, scouting report on the offensive line. Can they get it done? Yeah, um, you know, the offensive line is probably the one bright spot of this uh, offense that Cal has. Uh, they bring back quite a bit of experience from last year. They, um, you know, they did lose one of their key returners, Gentle Williams. He went out. That was announced right before they had uh, released the depth chart. So, the right side and the center position of the lines, you've got quite a bit of experience and veterans. And the left side of the line is basically new guys stepping in. And so uh, the right side is definitely your strong point. The left side is still the part that you wonder about going into this conference opener. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. On the other side of the ball, Evan Weaver saying that Cal's culture is better than Washington, and they're just going to go up there and do what they do and win. I'm guessing Coach uh, Wilcox has put the muzzle on Evan Weaver this week. <laughs> Evan Weaver, I quickly learned that he's a, a character. Um, yeah, he uh, he carries himself a little bit differently. Uh, he's not afraid to speak what's on his mind. And um, you know, Weaver, or, uh, Coach Wilcox is a, a pretty young guy, and he's hip to all that stuff. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Weaver keeps this kind of stuff up as long as Cal has some wins behind them to to justify it. You've got a really good defensive staff there, not only with Justin Wilcox being a defensive coach, but uh, Peter Sermon, um, Gerald Alexander, formerly at Washington, and then, uh, you know, Tim DeRuiter over there. That's a really good staff uh, Justin Wilcox has put together on the defensive side of the ball at Cal. Yeah, um, you know, I got to cover Coach DeRuiter when he was the head coach at Fresno State and um, really researched a lot about him, of course, before he came in there and Man, what a defensive resume he has. Just about everywhere he's gone. It hasn't been a very long stop, maybe about three or four years, but just right off the bat, defense goes from zero to 100, basically, no matter where he goes. And unfortunately, at Fresno State, he delegated a lot of, the, of his stuff. Um, basically, the team that he left is what Washington fans saw in 2017. They ran all over the Bulldogs. Uh, but when it comes to being a defensive coordinator, he really knows his stuff. And it's really impressive the extra coaches he has with him as well. As you mentioned, Coach Sherman right there with the linebackers. They're really heavy on their 3-4 formation or base set where uh, they have a whole lot of personnel, both for inside and outside. They get a lot of dedicated coaching time. Uh, in the secondary, Gerald Alexander has probably been the highlight of the whole coaching staff doing what he's done with the defensive backs. And the defensive line... Uh, they're a little short on personnel this year, and they've got Coach Browning in there. Uh, he was a grad assistant last season, I believe, and uh, we're a, like an analyst, one of those roles, and he kind of got stepped into to that position. So really uh, a top-notch staff, and then you've got one kind of young up-and-comer there on the D-line. I don't know if you guys are talking about it at all, but uh, Peter Sermon's son is playing linebacker at Washington. He's a redshirt freshman, saw the field quite a bit last week, not only at um, inside linebacker, but also saw the field as a, as a fullback. Is Coach Sermon mentioned that, playing against his son at all? <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't talked to him about it personally, but I, obviously that's going to be a, a big topic for this game, uh, at least with the way that they're lined up both on defense. Uh, I guess he's playing a little bit of fullback, but... They won't have to game plan for him as much per se, but uh, definitely an interesting dynamic there. And um, just kind of the California-Washington connection overall, obviously the Huskies are going to recruit California, but uh, with Evan Weaver coming from Washington and this coaching staff has really made Washington a recruiting uh, emphasis. Uh, they've got about 12 offers out there right now for this class. They've got Justin Baker committed out of Washington as a three-star running back. So, um, I can see this series and this rivalry kind of stepping up with these if these coaching staffs are there for a while. And there's a couple other guys, Evan Weaver, of course, from Spokane, which is, you know, that's quite a ways away from Seattle. But there's a couple other you got a couple other Skyline guys on the roster as well. Yeah, um, they went and got Warren Patu in this last class and he was a early enrollee. So that was a 
he's a guy that you might see on the field as a true freshman. They've been pretty comfortable with their early enrollees this season. Uh, got the defense under them way ahead of time. But, yeah, this coaching staff has definitely made Washington an emphasis with recruiting and uh, may not see a lot of it outside of Weaver in this game, but I can definitely see in years to come uh, a Washington flavor to this roster. Give us that uh, fan's eye view from the 50-yard line. What are we looking at on defense? What are we seeing? Yeah, this is a 3-4 defense that uh, is very confident in their defensive backs. I'm very impressed by the linebacker positions. Uh, aside from Evan Weaver, they went out and got Coin Dang, who was a four-star junior college uh, inside linebacker. He was a guy that was featured on uh, Last Chance U. So he came in with a pretty big profile, both uh, just kind of celebrity-wise and uh, also the fact that he was a legitimate four-star guy with offers all over the place, had a connection to Berkeley, and was able to get Cal a guy that they may not have ever otherwise gotten. Um, they've got talent on the outside linebackers. Um, good is a guy on the outside linebacker spot that has been hurt, and he's been someone that they've expected to uh, be a big-time contributor if he could just stay healthy. Uh, last season, he got a pick six in their opener and then was out for the season. So uh, if they can keep him on the field, uh, they really like Tevin Paul on the other side, a graduate transfer, and Ben Hawk Schreider as well. So, I mean, they're, they're at least six deep in their linebacker positions of Pac-12 starter type guys. And then the defensive line, they, they had a couple of nose guards go out in fall camp and kind of a, a odd situation. They've been pretty vague about why that is, but they've had to shuffle guys around, rely on some true freshmen and things. So the defensive line is just the one spot that's not quite up to par with the rest of the line or the, the defense. Coming back home, homecoming for Marcus Tuiasosopo again. It's always great to see Marcus. He always comes back in and a smile, and boy, he's like a god up here at times. But uh, how's Marcus doing down at Cal? I know in the recruiting game, he is—he's uh, one of their go-to guys. I've heard a lot of recruits reference him specifically. They really like him. Uh, he's developed really good relationships, and uh, Cal has at least two tight ends committed right now. They may go out and get a third in this class, so. Uh, he's been doing a good job there, but um, just for me, from my standpoint, coming in uh, and looking at this roster, they lost I believe, two or three seniors that were the go-to guys on last year's team at tight end, and just a really inexperienced group, a lot of youth. Um, there's a redshirt freshman in as their starter right now, so um, the, he doesn't have a whole lot to work with from my viewpoint on this year, and I know they're recruiting that position really heavily, so I anticipate the tight ends to be a much bigger part of the offense in the years to come. But this year might be more of a rebuilding year for that unit. Justin Wilcox, I think he's a real underrated coach. I think he's doing a great job. What's the perception of the job that Justin Wilcox is doing down at Cal? Yeah, I think he's very likable. He's obviously done a really good job putting that defensive staff together and having the success there. Uh, I think there's also, I mean, Cal fans are happy that there's been improvement from year one to year two, and they went to a bowl game last year and got a couple big wins, Washington being one of them. But there's also kind of a sense where Cal fans are a little bit pessimistic in some portions, and uh, Cal hasn't quite been a contender in the Pac-12 for quite some time. Um, the recruiting, they have been adding a lot of commits, but not quite the four-star guys that give you the confidence that maybe they will be able to, to step up as a contender. Um, so there is, it's kind of a mixed bag right now. Um, again, I think he's doing a lot of really good things and for the most part, there's a lot to look forward to with what he and his staff are doing, but 
if they have to rely on their defense and it's another season where maybe they win six or seven games, the defense gets some big wins, but the offense costs them some losses that they should have won. Uh, I don't know how much longer that's going to be tolerated for a couple of years, if that's the case. What do you expect out of this week's game? Um, you know, this Cal team, uh, just what I was referencing, I think their defense can win them just about any game that's on their schedule, and I think their offense can lose them just about any game that's left on their schedule until I see otherwise. And so for this game, I believe Cal goes in as two touchdown underdogs. I think they'll be able to use their defense to keep it closer than that. I expect a, a low-scoring game, and you know I would be kind of surprised if they were able to pull it off two years in a row, but I expect it to be kind of a similarly played game, a low-scoring game where you know if the ball bounces the right way for one or two plays, either team can you – know, you could either see Washington pull away or you could see Cal get over the hump and take a lead. And if you want to know how big-time Bear Territory is, you guys got big-time guy covering the game for you this week, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big-time guy covering the game, our own. Brandon Huffman be covering the game for you guys this week. Yeah, that was awesome that he stepped up for us. I'm going to be down in Fresno. They've got a big game against the, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And so uh, he was able to help me out there. And I'm sure he'll do a better job than I would have. So we'll have eyes all over the place for 24-7 this weekend. Yeah, the press box food is better in Husky Stadium than Cal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyways, hey, Jackson, thanks for jumping on with us. We look forward to it. And uh, I can't remember, 7 or 7.30 kickoff on Saturday. You see how much I pay attention to stuff. But, uh, <laughs> I'll be in the stadium about 4 o'clock anyways. So, uh, Cal, this weekend, Jackson Moore at uh, Bear Territory. Uh, take a glance over at their website. Lots of good stuff. Hey, thanks for jumping on with us. Thank you for having me.